everyone and welcome back to the podcast. It's me, a little tired, a little worn out. Um, I had my surgery on Thursday and I'm sitting in my comfy chair. I have a comfortable blanket with me, a pillow, and I'm here. I want to talk to you guys about my surgery and what's going on this week. So thanks again for joining, tuning in. Make sure if you're not already following, you do so by clicking those three dots, the follow sign, whatever it does. I'm climbing the charts in Sweden, which is so crazy and exciting. Um, So those of you in Sweden, thank you so much for listening. I, I think I'm number 59 in the charts right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, send me a message, thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. Let me know your favorite episode, when you listen in, what day. Every Sunday, 12 noon, a brand new episode drops. So I'm just curious when you're tuning in and what your favorite episode is. But let's get into this. Uh, probably not like a long episode that I'm used to doing because coughing hurts, breathing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm tired. My body is yelling at me to rest. I'm recording on today's Saturday. I'm recording. Usually I record on Sundays, but I figured the kids went to swim. I don't want to miss any more time with them. So I'm recording it. It's like Saturday. It's 10 in the morning. It feels like it's one in the afternoon because I've been up so early. Sleeping's uncomfortable, but um, so for those of you who listen to my podcasts in the past, you know um, I have the BRCA variant gene, and I want to make sure I'm very clear on all that so there's not a misunderstanding. Both my maternal grandmother and my maternal great aunt had breast cancer. My grandmother had breast cancer twice within a 10-year span, so from one side to one side, and um, you know, she beat breast cancer. So that's great. Um, I I don't know. And then my maternal great aunt, I believe only had breast cancer once. I don't know the full details. I, um, she did pass away younger. Uh, when I say younger, like younger than my grandmother passed away. My grandmother passed away in March of 2020, literally March 24th. It was like, a week and a half after the pandemic hit. So it was complete chaos. It was crazy. So what triggered me to go for genetic testing is my sister, my older sister was experiencing hot flashes. She thought like early menopause, um, her hormones were all over the place. So they wanted to do blood work. So they did like full panel and they came across that she had the BRCA variant. So because my maternal grandmother and my great aunt and my sister, well, we don't know if my great aunt and my grandmother had the BRCA variant, so we'll get to that in a second. Because my sister had that and because it's obviously in the family line and genetic, that triggered um, the genetic counselor to say, hey, you might want to mention this to your sisters, your brothers, whomever, they should get tested as well. So I believe it was I already had my son. So it was December of 2019 and no, hold on. Was it 2018? I'm trying to think. Bear with me. No, it had to be the 2018 because obviously that following year. So it was December of 2018. I went, I got genetic testing. Results came back that I had the BRCA variant. 
And I had to go see a genetic counselor to explain what this means and what my future looks like. So because I have the variant, the variant just means unknown. And that means they're not sure if this genetic mutation is portraying a positive BRCA gene or if it's portraying a negative BRCA gene. In the case that it's negative, it's just a mutation, something lined up wrong, but there's no side effects, nothing comes from it. In the case that it's positive, what this mutation means is that there is a greater chance of ovarian cancer and breast cancer. So because it is a variant and it's unknown, the only true way to know if this variant was positive or negative would be if someone who also tested with this BRCA variant had gotten cancer. And then that would mean then the variant means it's positive. So until someone has cancer, there's really no way to know if it's positive or negative. So they don't treat the variant like a positive case, but they treat it as a preventative in a sense of you may have it, you may not. So we're just going to be precautious and do all the similar, um, you know, preventative things that we can do. So in this case, I started going for my mammograms prior to the age of 40. Usually when you're 40 years old, you go to get a mammogram, which I feel like it should be 35 now. I mean, even 30, there are people getting breast cancer younger and younger. So why not go for a mammogram earlier in life? I don't understand why we have to wait. Um, I don't know. So I started going and then because I have dense breast tissue, I also have to go for an ultrasound to see uh, further in the breast tissue. Also, that means then that my ovaries have to get checked. Now with a mammogram and the ultrasound, you are, it's very superficial tissue. They're able to see it and diagnose and see what's going on. Unfortunately, with the ovaries, because they're more internal, they can do a, um, a scan. They can do a MRI-like type ultrasound, if you will. Well, I don't want to say MRI type ultrasound. That's like two scans in one. They can do um, an ultrasound. It's very similar to as if you ever were uh, early in your pregnancy and they couldn't do the ultrasound and they do an internal. So they do that and they look at the ovaries and they check it out. They do your blood tests and all that. And that's every six months to make sure. So for me, there were a few options as I get closer to the age of 40. What do, what do I want to do? Um, a lot of women who have the BRCA positive, like either bracket of BRCA positive, not variant, will undergo a full hysterectomy before the age of 40, uh, before menopause hits, um, to make sure that there is or there can be no case of ovarian cancer. So they'll do a full hysterectomy, removal of the uterus, the fallopian tubes, ovaries, everything comes out. The thing is, when you have a full hysterectomy, if you have not gone through menopause already, you are put into early menopause. So that can be difficult because even though – uh, we, you know, ladies don't love the fact that you get your menstrual cycle every month. There are benefits to getting your menstrual cycle. And if you go into early menopause at a young age, in my case, I am only going to be 39 this month, then you lose out on a lot of the positives that come with it. So what my doctor recommended doing, um, again, as a pre-preventative because I have the BRCA variant 
is to remove the fallopian tubes. They've seen that in many cases recently that the ovarian cancer is starting on the fallopian tubes. So if you remove the fallopian tubes, then in this case, you know, we can lessen the ovarian cancer, if you will. So that's great. This is good news. Then they'll take the fallopian tubes out. They'll send them to a lab. They'll check for any abnormalities. They'll see if there is anything going on and we go from there. So I got the surgery done this past Thursday. And for me, going into surgery wasn't as nerve wracking because in 2013, I had my ACL surgery. So I kind of knew what to expect to the cold room, walking into the room and these bright, well, the bright lights weren't on, but seeing the giant lights. And I've also had two kids. So I'm familiar with the setting and my nerves weren't as crazy. It was when I was laying down and they're situating me, getting ready. They put the um, these really nice compression uh, pads on your legs so it keeps the blood flow. And I think it was at when the resident doctor asked me about my kids. I got emotional and I don't know why. It was just, you know, when I, when you're a parent and anyone asks you about your kids, when you're in a situation or whatever the case is, you just get emotional. It just happens. So I started crying and I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And the last thing I remember is they got me situated. Um, They were so sweet. They were like, you know, we'll take very good care of you. They gave me like super warm blankets. I was so thankful for because it was so cold. And then the anesthesiologist is like, okay, I just want you to count back from 20. And I kind of remember it, but I don't because your, your brain is racing all over the place. You're trying to just settle yourself, calm yourself. And I was like 20, 19. I remember saying 17 and that's all I remember. I was pretty impressed that I got that far. And then the next thing you remember is you wake up and you're trying to settle yourself. And I think the hardest part, I remember my, I had to go get a medical clearance from my regular doctor. And she said, there's going to be a lot of gas filled up in your body because when they're working in the area they're working in, they'll fill your body with gas so they can work uh, laparoscopic better. She said, one thing I want you to remember to do is move your shoulders, move your arms, because sometimes the gas pockets build up and they move up in your body. And if they get stuck, if you've ever had gas pockets, you know it's very painful. And that's probably the most painful part of it. Um, The other thing is you just have to remember like, so I can't lift anything over 10 pounds. So my body is kind of trying to repair itself and undergo itself. And I guess I'm just... I don't know. I, I my body's. I, I want to. I have to remember. I can't do all the things I want to do. I have to be a little more comfortable and calm. So you know, just taking the time because obviously your body is not going to get better if you're doing a million things. So the lifting ten pounds or heavier is kind of throwing me off because it's like my little girl, but she's getting it. We're hanging out on the floor. We're understanding it. Um, but I mean, that was probably the hardest part about it. I I will say that. There's not too much pain. It's just sore. It's just tender. And when you hit a gas pocket, it's just miserable. So you have to keep moving, keep walking. You know, if you live a sedentary life and you're like not used to walking, it's going to be a little harder because you have to you have to keep moving. You have to get the gas out, move all the – like move your arms. I'm constantly doing arm circles and whatnot. And then in two weeks, I go for my follow-up and we see how we're doing. But – I'm thankful I have a very great doctor. Um, You know, even my nurse practitioner was like, your doctor is phenomenal. 
Like she does amazing work. The team was excellent. I remember I, <laughs> I had such great nurses after post, post-surgery, like, just, do you need this? Do you need that? Can I take care? Like, do you need that? Like just world-class, world-class best ever. Um, so of course, if you're in the New Jersey area and you need recommendations, you can email me at thequeenbuzz at gmail.com and I'll let you know the fabulous doctors, team, everyone. And I want to thank everyone who took care of me because I – like it's hard. You know, you want to be this strong individual, but they were so comforting. It was like having your mom at your side and just anything you needed, like comforting. And that's nice because the last thing, you know, you want to think about is, oh, my God, I'm cold or any of it. Like every every need was meant. So now it's just hanging out, recovering. I'm thankful enough to have the summer off because I'm a teacher. So just taking it slow and waking up as early as I can because I don't want to miss any minute of the summer. I did say that last episode where I'm just trying to ooze and take advantage of every single minute of the summer because it goes way too fast, way too fast. Even though today is a bazillion degrees and I'm happy I'm indoors, but still. So just wanted to jump on here and give you guys a quick little episode, a rundown. I promise I'll be back with my funny laughter self next Sunday with tons to talk about. And again, thank you everybody in Sweden. Like I can't believe I'm like climbing the charts in Sweden. Come on, United States. What's going on? Tune in. Tune in. So again, thank you so much for always tuning in every Sunday, 12 noon, a brand new episode. Make sure to follow and subscribe so you never miss a brand new episode. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye, guys.